the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Who ever expected in our public school systems that we would have administrators and teachers who want to have boys and girls to share bathrooms and locker rooms. These are grave sins in the eyes of God, and he has not changed. His word has not changed. When we're in the classroom talking about abstinence, we tell kids that there is power in abstinence. My eyes were opened wide to what social and emotional learning is about. Now we're seeing all this attention coming. It's gratifying. I just hope it's not too late. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on the word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m., and also be sure to check out all our resources for parents and grandparents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Friends, today I have some very sobering things to talk with you about, and one of them will be an announcement about our organization, Mission America, and our radio presence. I hope you will stick around for the second segment for that discussion. But first, I want to fill you in on some things going on as we enter the 2023-24 school year. And of course, we are facing the critically important issues in our upcoming Ohio November election. As far as school goes, some of you have your children in Christian schools or you are homeschooling them, and I applaud you so much for doing that. But many others have children and grandchildren in the public school. And the reality is that there are lots of Christians in public schools, both students and teachers, and these schools are molding and shaping future citizens. So we must stay engaged and have an influence for good and against evil in these schools. America's future depends on it. We have neglected them for too long, and what are we getting as a result? 25% of high schoolers now claim to be homosexual, bisexual, or confused about their sexuality or gender. 25%. 
and now many kids are engaging in other destructive behaviors. They don't all come out of the public schools, but I believe many, many do. These behaviors are destructive to themselves, sometimes to others. Too many American children are in a mental health crisis right now. They are lost, and Christians need to step up and come to their rescue. The first way we do this is to be willing and able and ready to tell the truth. And some of us are trying. There are many more parents and grandparents involved in schools than there were a few years ago, and it's become a national political campaign issue, what's going on in the schools, and up for discussion. And so that is the very good news. The radical teachers unions, the NEA and the AFT, the American Federation of Teachers, are on the run and on defense, and I'll talk about that a little more in a moment. But first, let's step back and review the issue one election in August. Yes, our side lost, that is the yes side, and it's amazing to me, frankly, that we got 43% of the vote. I know that seems like a surprising reaction, but it's hard to change people's minds in such a short time, and many people were confused. But anyway, now, friends, in November, our message changes to no. Remember that. No in November. No to these extremists who want to make abortion legal during all nine months of pregnancy to cut out parental rights on this and any other sexuality matter. And this would become part of the Ohio Constitution. That makes it extremely hard to overturn and change. And for that side to win now, because we lost the question in August, now all they need is 50% plus one vote because not enough people understood in August what is at stake in November. I'm telling you, I expect each and every one of you to vote and to vote no this time and to tell a bunch of other people to vote no also and to put up yard signs. Don't be afraid. We have the Lord on our side in this. Whom shall we fear? And you need to talk to your pastor and urge him to speak about this from the pulpit and to support the unborn by voting no and to allow signs and material to be distributed at church. So let's talk about what will be happening as kids are entering schools this fall. The first messages, one of the first messages they will be hearing is all about the pronoun nonsense, which really started getting traction last school year and now in some schools is just being accepted as what you have to do. No, your kids do not have to go along with this. I wrote an article last fall, which I will circulate around again, but we must take a stand against this nonsense. And if your kids are in the public school, they must learn to take a stand also. And especially in September, your kids will be hearing all about so-called banned books and how evil it is that anyone would want to supposedly ban a book. Well, this is inaccurate, and I hope you will latch on to a couple of key points that will be helpful if that subject comes up. First of all, there is no book banning going on anywhere in America. To ban a book means for the government to confiscate all copies, burn them or destroy them, and refuse to allow any more to circulate. That happened in Nazi Germany, so that's what 
the left wants you to believe is happening now. That is not happening anywhere in America. Any books that are being questioned are widely available in other venues, on Amazon, in many libraries, etc. The issue that parents have is obscenity and far-left, very, very harmful agendas, sometimes all being packaged together and disguised as supposedly appropriate to make available in libraries or in classrooms for children and teens. When you read the material that publishers are putting out now, it is beyond shocking. Many of these books, and there are many, many of them, it used to be just a handful, it's, it's hundreds now, have passage after passage after passage of triple X rated material, the most vulgar, obscene, explicit descriptions of interactions between teenagers, between adults, between teens sometimes, and adults. There are a few of those. And of course, it's enabling and encouraging implicitly teens to have sex. Sometimes it's about homosexuality and kids trying to change genders and much, much more. Prostitution is in some of these books, and it's looked at sometimes favorably as an occupation for some teens. Yes, I am not kidding. So the NEA at their July annual meeting in Orlando had big banners on the wall, and they even painted murals on the floor that said, read banned books. The art showed a woman carrying a stack of books, and some of the books were the ones that are the most challenged books out there today, like All Boys Aren't Blue. Another book that's on this woman in this illustration's stack of books is The Hate You Give, which is anti-American. It's, it's all of the progressive agendas packaged to make any traditional morality or support for America, support for traditional racial equality concepts to make all of that seem bigoted and horrible and stereotyped. And so the reason parents are challenging these books is usually because of the explicit nature of many of them. But some of them, as I'm saying, combine several other radical and inaccurate themes as well, including anti-American sentiments, anti-police, racially divisive messages that we've been hearing since the George Floyd incident and so on. Our country and law enforcement and traditional moral values and parental authority are being mischaracterized in so many of these books and distorted and parents are shocked and heartbroken when they get hold of these books. So publishers are continuing to churn these out because they're selling lots of copies because guess what? Sensational trash sells. Sensational trash sells. So it's up to parents and local school boards to say, sorry, we as the local school community will partner together to responsibly choose the materials that we will put in front of our children. And it's not called banning. It's called choice. Some materials are appropriate and some are not. These are not, and we're sending them back to you guys at the publishing house for the scrap heap or whatever you want to do with books that you hopefully will not be selling nearly as many of. That's what we need to tell these wicked publishers and the American Library Association that's going along with this. We need to be wise friends and see through the leftist smokescreen. As we enter this school year, there are going to be more and more incidents of anti-Christian hostility, sometimes quite blatant and sometimes 
defying the law and the American Constitution. There are numerous examples that have come up in the last few years, but I just want to give you one that's already happened this school year. A 12-year-old 7th grade boy in a public school science academy in North Carolina was suspended for telling his friends about Jesus. Let me just read to you from a news story by Todd Starnes. Here's what he reported. Quote, The young man's father told me that he received a phone call from the assistant dean saying he needed to attend a meeting about his son's continued behavior. Several of the boy's classmates had started a conversation during the previous school year about Christianity and his son had explained how they needed a relationship with Jesus Christ to go to heaven. The teacher, she, that is the teacher, told me that my son had violated Title IX, the dad told me. The two kids who had complained interjected themselves into the conversation and ridiculed my son about his faith and how stupid it was. That was the dad talking. He's still talking here. She said they were going to suspend him for borderline harassment, he told me. They took the word of the other kids above my son's word, unquote. That was Todd Starnes reporting that. So the family then contacted the Christian legal firm, the American Center for Law and Justice, and hopefully the school will see the light here about the well-established right of students to express their own faith even at school. Folks, numerous court cases have upheld the right for students and teachers to express their faith at school, and that is not harassment. It is not harassment, especially as this case is being described. So I talk a lot about what's going on in public schools, but we must continue to have an impact in these schools, friends. The reason I spend a lot of time on this, and I don't just advocate as some Christian family groups do, to get your kids out of the public schools, is of course I do advocate that if you can do it, but what I'm really concerned about is what's happened to these schools since we have done that for the last 20 years. Look at the mess we're in, and it's creating new kids and new young people in America who hate this country, who hate the police, and are comfortable with all kinds of sexual perversion and are hostile to Christianity. We have to stay in there, we have to stay engaged, and we have to report on what's happening and get people to get involved in their schools, in local school board races, in electing conservatives to those races, wherever you can, Learn who's running for school board races and do what you can. But this is the future of America we're talking about. So we're going to break here and come back shortly. Stay with us here on Mission America Radio, and I will have a big announcement after the break. This is Linda Harvey, and we will be right back. 
Friends, as we head back into the school year, I want to make you aware of several important resources on the MissionAmerica.com website that you can use to educate your kids to stand up against both the homosexual agenda and the newest agenda targeting our kids in restrooms, locker rooms, and showers where they are being expected to share those private facilities with the opposite sex. So go to our website. And of course, there is our book, which is written especially for youth called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And for your younger kids, a free downloadable flyer called Questions and Answers for Kids About Homosexuality. So go to our website at missionamerica.com. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. So friends, I want to start off this segment by sharing the future of Mission America's presence on this station on the word Columbus. This program will be the last Saturday show we will broadcast for the foreseeable future. And I know it's very emotional for me to say that, and I'm sure for some of you who may have been following us for months or some of you for years, probably. But we will be continuing our two four-minute commentaries that air on Tuesdays and Thursdays, just at the beginning of the Bob Bernie 4 o'clock hour of the Bob Bernie show. And so that will not end. But... Here's the reason. The production and preparation for this weekly show is a very heavy load, and I just have to rein in some of my commitments. Um, This was totally our choice to make, and there's only so much time in the day. And what's happened, and it's a good thing, is that there are more and more opportunities Uh, for us to network and connect with people and projects that I feel are a more urgent use of my time at this point. I will, as I said, be sharing lots of vital information in those two commentaries. So you, it's not like I'm not on the radio at all. Um, if you're looking for the information I share, please tune in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And of course, you can continue. I hope you will. If you haven't, uh, check out our website at missionamerica.com. We will continue to write articles. That's one of the ways in which I reach, I think, um, the most people. I get the most feedback from my articles and uh, our weekly e-newsletters, which also then will contain links to my articles and other articles as well as announcements and other things that need to be out there. And you can sign up for those weekly e-newsletters from Mission America on our website. We do not share our mailing list with anyone. Um, That is totally private, so you don't have to worry about that. 
And you can also probably catch me from time to time as a guest on a number of radio interviews around the country. Um, There are regular conservative radio talk show hosts who call me for commentary on this thing or that thing. And and that's been a great honor and that's expanded a little bit. So, but again, I have been so honored and so privileged to do this. And I am so thankful for all of you, for those who have tuned in and uh, found this to be helpful. I have just felt a leading from the Lord, however, to partner with some other folks to address political issues and legislation, um, which is really critical at this time in the next few years. So I just can't do all that is out there on my plate to possibly do, and so I have to decide where best to use the time and energy that I have. I have been so blessed to be on WRFD for 14 years. They have treated me wonderfully. Um, It has been such an honor to be here. And I do hope you will continue to follow me in other venues where I will be active and visible. I promise you that. I'm not going away at all. In, in fact, I will just probably be more visible um, on some in some areas than I've been able to be before. So let me just say it's, again, thank you. Thank you so much for honoring me with your listenership. And I have had the privilege of getting to know many of you as you have contacted me, and it's been an honor to serve you by providing what I believe is vital information, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this show. So so before we close out today, I just want to cover a few more news items where you that you can look for in the f- near future from me on our my again, on my commentaries on Tuesdays and Thursdays and also in my articles. I'm going to spend more and more time in the next months on the issue of social emotional learning. This is an emerging urgent situation, I believe, for parents to pay attention to because it is starting to consume our public schools. It is this latest uh, educational fad, but it's way beyond a fad. It, it's not simply part of the public schools. It's in many companies. It's a part of the global corporate world. It's part of governments now. The social emotional learning climate is becoming the new standard left wing worldview. It's not an accident that these things are connected. And one of the things I'm going to be covering is the fact that social emotional learning partners very quickly in most environments with the LGBTQ agenda. And of course, we know exactly how depraved and bankrupt that agenda is. It's not an accident that social emotional learning, SEL, is connected to the homosexuality, the pro-abortion, and the far-left sexual anarchist agenda. And you will find that your school has probably adopted some aspect of SEL. And what I'm finding, I'm hearing back, is that there are some schools that are deeply, deeply involved in this, but some are just tiptoeing into it and just have a smattering of activities and programs that are SEL related or are termed social emotional learning. And sometimes the labeling is not 
accurate. It's really a just a new term for what we used to call character education. And some of these programs have some um, beneficial aspects of that old um, character education programming that we used to see. However, the vast majority of the time today, the vendors involved that bring this into the schools are themselves so closely aligned with all the progressive agendas that you really don't want this in your school at all. These are amateur psychologists, the teachers, not trained in this, but they will be making assessments about your child's mental and emotional health, and it goes on from there. So I'm going to be spending a lot more time on this. Why the schools need to get away from this, one big reason, of course, is that it takes valuable time away from the solid skills our kids need in reading, writing, math, and science. I recently recorded a webinar with Protect Ohio Children where I serve as a board member, and also uh, I've been partnering with a group called Parents on the Level to show the connection between a school's embrace of social-emotional learning and then how these schools quickly move away from teaching abstinence until marriage, sex education, and then they begin to teach the obscene, condom-based, planned parenthood-aligned, comprehensive sex education. So try to steer your schools away from social-emotional learning because it's a Trojan horse to bring in all this other stuff. So as I sign off on this show for the last time, friends, I want to urge you to keep up with Mission America on our other platforms and to always, always remember that with God, all things are still possible. I pray for God's blessing on you always. Thanks for listening. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.